Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Good morning. Hello, everyone. It is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. You are listening to Focus Fox Valley. I'm Haley Tenpass. So glad that you have joined us as we are halfway through our day here. This first portion of the show brought to you by Sturdivant and Associates. You'll find them in Nina in that old train station depot. And Eric and Carl, they are there for you with that free advice. If you have any questions about Medicare, financial planning, turning 65, maybe you are looking to check in on things. They are there with that free advice. You can give them a call 920-969-1956. Well, again, so glad that you have joined us here today, halfway through the week, halfway through the day. A nice day outside as well. We'll have a first alert forecast check-in coming up in our number two of the show. Right now, though, we are catching up and checking in in the new year with our very own good neighbor, Kathy Keene, and joining us on our Settlers Bank phone lines. Good morning, Kathy. How are you today? Hi, Haley. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> this is amazing. You know, um, I, I, you can go online, you can Google uh, the day that you were born. My birthday was yesterday. So... Some of the gals, we got together, and uh, they made some special cupcakes, and we had coffee in the afternoon, and they, they asked me, what was it like when you were born? And, of course, I was born, I uh, grew up in Eagle River, as I, as everyone knows, and I was born in Rhinelander at the Rhinelander ha- Hospital, and uh, so I went online to see what the weather was like the day I was born, Ooh. and uh, it was snowing, <laughs> and I think the temperature was between 26 and 30 degrees. Okay. And, uh, I, of course, I don't remember any of that. Uh, I, w- I know I was born on a Friday, and I was born at 423 in the morning. It does say that on my birth certificate. I'm not sure if they put that on birth certificates now or not. Hmm. You know the time of birth on your children's birth certificates? Well, I know it personally because I, I remember... My my daughter was born in the middle of the night. She was born mm-hmm. 12, 40, 48, something around there. My son, <laughs> my son was born uh, just before two o'clock in the afternoon. So she was uh-huh. in the middle of the night. He was uh, earlier in the afternoon. So I remember, I can't pinpoint these specific times. I have it written down. I have it written mm-hmm. down, but uh, Good. yeah, I do remember though. Yeah, it is on my birth certificate. I was surprised. Uh, and I, for some reason, I just, I don't forget that, but yeah, it was snowing when I was born and uh, the weather was kind of like today, actually, except with the snow as for temperature. So it wasn't too terribly cold, Mm. but, uh, yeah, I, I, I will say I'm very glad that both of my children 
have been born uh, in the summertime. So I didn't have to worry about road conditions or or anything mm-hmm. like that. I know that would probably add a level of of uh, anxiety to <laughs> to their birth plans. But uh, who knows in the future? But yeah, I'm I'm glad I yeah. have two July babies. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's great. I always tell people, you know, age is just a number, and my number is unlisted. Well, I have a new one. <laughs> oh, really? And it's yes, it's it's older. There is no older. There are only more layers of perfection. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I like that one too. Somebody sent me a birthday card with that in it, and I thought, oh, that is so cute. Where do people come but up anyway, with these things? I love that. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. One of the things I wanted to mention before uh, I share some recipes today is the passing of Bob Saget. Mm. He came to the radio station. He did? I, I met him. Mm-hmm. He came to the radio station. I can't remember what he was doing in town, what he was doing in Appleton, but I had a chance to meet him and talk to him, and we had our pictures taken, uh, the on-air staff, and he was so nice, so accommodating. And just like all of his friends and Hollywood friends have been saying, he was just a peach of a guy, just a very nice guy, and, and I found that to be true when I met him. Well, it doesn't surprise me that you had um, an encounter with him, you know, back in the day, and that mm-hmm. he was as kind as people are saying he is. Yes. I've also read those comments. And I found myself uh, the other night actually going on YouTube and looking up some old clips of America's Funniest Home Videos. I know that Mm -hmm. everyone loves him from his role of Danny Tanner. And and of course, we loved him too. I loved him too in that role. But it was his commentary on those America's Funniest Home Videos shows that I think he did such a brilliant job in that. And I, I found myself watching those for a good 30 minutes um, and just, yeah, just uh, thankful for Bob Saget and the, the, mm-hmm. the laughs that he brought to all of us. Yeah, that's so true. He died way too young. I mean, 65 is mm. just way too young. Far too young. Yes. Yeah, right. So, Well, we do have a lot anyway. of things to get to today, Kathy, and I, I know you have some recipes that we will get to coming up. And I have all, I have a couple of, of, of funny sh- stories to share as well, and we'd love our good neighbor feedback on those also. And if any of our listeners would like to chime in, maybe send Kathy a happy birthday wish or, or just tell her what you've been up to or ask a question, the good neighbor is in and she is here for you. So you can give us a call. 920-281-1150 is that number. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we won't share the recipes right at this moment. We do need to take a break, Kathy. But before we take a break, a quick teaser of what you brought for us mm-hmm. today. Okay. Well, I had a chance to, uh, there are five of us that celebrate birthdays in January, and we always go out to dinner. And this time, one of the couples had us over to their house, and uh, she made just some of the neatest recipes. One is a cornbread casserole. The other one is an oriental salad. And I know everybody says, oh, I've had oriental salad salads. But this one has some extra ingredients that you might not have in yours. And then... Because Valentine's Day is coming up, not that far away, I have a chocolate cheesecake with a strawberry topping, and the main ingredient, believe it or not, is cottage cheese, something a little different. 
That is different. And when you mm-hmm. sent this recipe, Kathy, my, my mind immediately went to Valentine's Day. So <laughs> we will share these recipes. We'll continue our chat with The Good Neighbor. And it's happening right here on Focus Fox Valley. You're welcome to join us, too. 920-281-1150 is that number. We'll take a break here. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Welcome back. It's Focus Fox Valley on WHBY. Our good neighbor, Kathy Keene, joining us here for the hour. Our phone lines are open, 920-281-1150. And it wouldn't be a good neighbor hour without some recipes. Kathy has three of them to share. And it's, you know, I think something that you could find for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I'm going to say breakfast would be that cheesecake because you only live once, right? So go for it. That's right. Eat your dessert first, right? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So which one would you like me to share first? Let's see. Well, let's maybe, let's go with dessert first. Yeah, let's share that chocolate cheesecake recipe, Kathy. All right. It sounds, it sounds perfect. Um, This is what you're going to need. You're going to need some nonstick cooking spray. Um, It calls for three-fourths cup of chocolate graham cracker crumbs. So if you make your own, that's about four whole graham crackers, the chocolate ones. You want to make sure that they're crushed. Two cups of full-fat cottage cheese, like Daisy. Uh, You don't want the low-fat. You want the the good stuff, the full-fat cottage cheese. Two cups. You also need an 8-ounce package of light cream cheese, and that would be the New Chatel. You can find it right where the Philadelphia cream cheese is. It's called New Chatel. It's the light cream cheese, so you need one 8-ounce package of that, softened. Three large eggs, three large eggs. You're also going to need three-fourths cup sugar, three-fourths cup of sugar, three tablespoons of cocoa powder, three tablespoons of cocoa powder, and the last ingredient is one teaspoon vanilla extract, one teaspoon vanilla extract. So you're going to preheat your oven to 375. You're going to spray a 9-inch spring form pan with the nonstick cooking spray. And then you're going to gently press the graham cracker crumbs into the bottom of this prepared pan. And I use like a measuring cup to just kind of press them gently in there. Now, the crust is not going to be very thick. So once you have those graham cracker crumbs pressed into the bottom of that springform pan, spray the crust with cooking spray. And then you're going to place your pan, your um, springform pan, on some type of a baking sheet. Then for the rest of the ingredients, it's so easy. Take out your blender and you're going to combine all of the ingredients in your blender, the cottage cheese, the cream cheese, the three eggs, the three-fourths cup of sugar, your three tablespoons of cocoa powder, and your one teaspoon vanilla. You're going to put that in the blender and blend until smooth. So easy to do. And then you pour it over the crust, and you're going to bake this until it's almost set but still jiggly in the center. 
it's going to take about 40 to 50 minutes depending on your oven. And then you're going to remove it from the oven and let it cool completely. And once it's cooled, you're going to chill it in the refrigerator. And you can do this for four hours or you can even chill it overnight in the refrigerator. It's up to you depending on when you want to serve this. But at least make sure it's chilled for four hours. Now, for the strawberry sauce, you are going to need a 10-ounce bag of frozen strawberries, just one 10-ounce bag, one-fourth cup of sugar, one-fourth cup sugar, regular sugar, two teaspoons of cornstarch, two teaspoons of cornstarch, one tablespoon water, one tablespoon of water, a pinch of salt, and then one teaspoon of vanilla extract. So for this sauce, you are going to combine the frozen strawberries and sugar in a saucepan over medium-low heat. You want to bring this to a simmer and let it simmer until the berries start to break down. And that's going to take 5 to 10 minutes. You're going to mix the cornstarch with the water, the salt, and the vanilla in a small bowl. You want to make sure that that cornstarch is cornstarch is completely combined. You're making a slurry. And then you're going to add this mixture to the strawberries and you're going to cook until it thickens. And that's going to take about 10 minutes. Now, if you find that it's not thickening up enough, you can add a a little bit more of cornstarch and water. But this amount should do fine. And then you're going to cool it to room temperature and um, put it in a container and refrigerate until you're ready to use it. And then when you serve the cheesecake, the cheesecake should be cold. Slice it into pie shapes and then just top it with a little bit of the strawberry sauce. And it is so good. Wow. It's, it's, it does not make one of those big, thick, heavy cheesecakes. This is very light, and it's probably about an inch thick. That's it. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. It is. A f- few notes on my end from this. First... I'm always so amazed at what our blenders can do these days. And it almost yeah, right. it almost eliminates the need for a food processor in some right. situations. I find mm-hmm. myself yeah. holding off on pulling the trigger and buying another food processor uh, and just using the blender. Yeah. And yeah, this is this is great to put it all in the blender and just blend it till smooth. I mean, easy. how easy is that? Yes. And then the that sauce, Kathy, you could put that mm-hmm. on this cheesecake, of course, but you could put that on anything. Pound cake, angel food cake, oh, yeah. even right. some mm-hmm. um, ice cream. Oh, my goodness. And I, <laughs> I love that it uses frozen strawberries, too, which are easy yeah. to find. That's true. Endless possibilities. Wow. And it doesn't get real thick. Okay. It's spreadable. So it's spreadable. Okay. I love it. I so love it, it so much. Yeah. Oh, if it doesn't thicken, you don't want it real thick. So, you know, don't be dissatisfied if it doesn't thicken up a lot. You want it to be a saucy kind of consistency. Delicious. Well, if you your mouth mm-hmm. is watering uh, while listening, don't worry. We will post this recipe over on yes. our website, whby.com. And we have two more recipes from our good neighbor. So stick with us. We'll talk more about a cornbread casserole coming up next. In the meantime, here is today's Garden Bite.
Welcome back. It's Focus Fox Valley on WHBY. Wednesday is here and so is our good neighbor, Kathy Keene, who is joining us today from the Settlers Bank phone lines. And we are sharing some recipes. We just went over a delicious and almost Valentine's Day appropriate uh, cheesecake recipe. You'll, we'll have it posted on our website in just a moment so you can write that down if you missed it. And we're going to keep it rolling with the recipes Kathy has a cornbread casserole, and Kathy, a, a similar recipe to this went viral on on TikTok uh, oh. a couple of months ago. So you are you you're right on trend, Kathy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I've had cornbread casseroles before, and I was not happy with them. Uh, my sister in law had sent me one with broccoli in it, and it it just it didn't do it for us. But this one I absolutely love, um, and it's so easy to do. You need uh, two eggs, and you want to beat those slightly. And then you're going to need, and you're, actually you're going to mix all of these ingredients together, by the way. So it's two eggs beaten slightly, one can of whole kernel corn, and that's drained, one can of cream-style corn with the liquid. You don't do any draining, just put the whole can in. You're also going to need one stick of butter that's melted and cooled, one cup of sour cream, and the last ingredient is one small box of Jiffy Corn Muffin Mix. So it's two eggs, slightly beaten, a can of whole kernel corn drained, a can of cream-style corn, a stick of melted butter that's cooled, one cup of sour cream, and then one small box of Jiffy corn muffin mix. Mix it all together, put it into a large sprayed casserole dish, and you're going to bake this at 350 for about an hour. And that's it. Serve it warm. It's great. We had it with ham and scalloped potatoes. And oh, it was yum. just a wonderful side dish. Yeah, it doesn't get much simpler than this, Kathy. And I, no. would, Im- I would imagine you might be able to you know, spruce it up a bit, maybe add some some cheddar cheese and jalapenos mm-hmm. or oh sure even add bacon to this maybe a little ranch dr- <sighs> ranch mix you could really zhuzh it up a bit bacon added to anything is good yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just sprinkle it with bacon bacon sprinkles <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah that sounds delicious that sounds delicious yeah. i think even my kids would give this a try uh it so was good. i really enjoyed it Excellent, excellent. Uh, Cornbread casserole will be posted on our website in just a moment here too. And we have one more recipe to share, but Mm -hmm. uh, I will. uh, I'll. I'll, We'll take a break before we take uh, share that recipe, Kathy. But before we take a break, I want to ask you: Have you ever uh, had a chance to tour Lambeau Field? I have. It's wonderful. Isn't it a cool experience? They they let you. It is amazing uh, because they take you to the fancy, you know boxes that they have up way upstairs and you get to stand way up on top when you're on 41 and you see that big g you stand right under it yeah so you have an idea how large it is and uh, yeah you get to see all the sky boxes and and you get to go through the tunnel and they play the music as you run out onto the field it's great yeah i i I love that you're able to get right up close and personal with lambeau Mm -hmm. field and if you're there, uh, maybe on a cooler day, you see all the protective measures that they have in place to keep the grass, you know, bright green in the middle of January. Uh, 
And I found this story, Kathy, and I thought it kind of interesting, uh, a connection between the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau Field and Lay's Potato Chips. So Lay's Potato Chips is providing fans a chance to win a bag of specialty potato chips that were fashioned from potatoes that were grown in Lambeau Field soil. Wow. So what Lay's did is they pulled soil directly from uh, not just Lambeau Field, but from some other NFL stadiums across the country. And then they mixed that specialty soil with grounds at the Lay's facility. And you don't have to worry. uh, The plots of rival teams were kept far apart, so you won't find Bears soil with with your Packers soil. Don't worry. (laughs) And they they were able to grow some potatoes and and make chips from them. Isn't that fascinating? Oh my goodness, that is interesting. Yes. What will wow. they come up with next? <laughs> I know. You know that reminds me of a story when I had a, a motor coach trip to um, the Opryland Hotel. If you ever get a chance to go there, it is huge. They have a uh, you can take a boat ride inside the hotel, and what they did for the water for the the little river or the canal, whatever you want to call it, is they sent 3,000 bottles, empty bottles, to different states and countries. And they sent them to Appleton. There's the Fox River in there, and I think maybe Lake Winnebago. And everybody sent them back, and that's what they filled this stream with that you, you ride this boat on inside the hotel. Kind of cool. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah. The bags of chips, though, sadly, to snag one, you have to follow the brand on Twitter. So it's not a guarantee that you'll get one. But if you uh, follow Lay's okay. on Twitter from now through January 25th, you can respond to Sweepstakes tweets uh, asking you to show your love for your favorite team. And mm-hmm. pictures are encouraged. And they'll they'll select some winners. You can find official rules on the Lay's website. But quite an intriguing campaign wow. there. And I'm sure... Would you be able to open the bag of chips if you won one? I don't know if I'd ever be able to open that bag of chips. I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> Let's that's take, a good question. That's a great you question. Know, are they going to get rancid if you don't, you know? I don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. All right. Let's take a break here. And when we come okay. back, Kathy will have one more recipe to share with us. So we'll do that after this. It's WHBY. It's Focus Fox Valley on WHBY. We are checking in with the good neighbor, Kathy Keene, on this Wednesday. Some delicious recipes for you to add to your rotation. Kathy's got one more for us. And and Kathy, in, in our house, we call this a ramen noodle salad. And it ah, is okay. so delicious. And I love, I love the crunchiness that you can add to it with those ramen noodles. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm in the process of making uh, homemade chili for dinner tonight. So while we're on break, I always run to the kitchen and stir the pot. (laughs) So if you can smell it, (laughs) that's what you're smelling is my chili. Uh, They still haven't invented, well, smell-a-vision or smell-a-radio, and they should. Yeah, smell-a-radio. Yeah. All right, here is the um, Oriental salad. This is something I used to use years ago um, when I did stir-fry, and I haven't done stir-fry in a long time, but it's bok choy. 
you're going to need one head of washed and chopped bok choy or Chinese cabbage, as sometimes it's called, bok choy or Chinese cabbage. You also need one package, just the plain ramen noodles, and you want to crush those. Five to six green onions, chopped. One half cup slivered almonds. If you prefer toasted sesame seeds, you can use those. You also need a half a cup of sunflower seeds, one half cup. One cup of raisins. If you don't like raisins, leave them out. It's an option. And then you also need a half a can of drained bean sprouts, sliced fresh mushrooms, and you can put in as many as you want. Use your judgment. You also need a half a can of bamboo shoots and a half a can of water chestnuts. Mix that all together. And then for the dressing, you are going to mix one cup of cooking oil, whatever kind you prefer, one-fourth cup of vinegar, white vinegar, one-third to one-fourth cup of soy sauce, one cup of sugar, and then you're also going to add the seasoning packet from the ramen noodles. And you want to blend those ingredients really well. And about an hour and a half before you serve the oriental salad, you're going to add the dressing and just blend that in. Mm, it, it sounds. I could have eaten the, the entire thing. bowl of this, yes. It sounds so delicious and very refreshing with those vegetables that are included. And again, I, I feel like you could really cater this recipe too to fit your, your personal health restrictions too. You know, right. maybe using mm-hmm. some avocado oil or or maybe lessening up on the seasoning packet if you wanted or using liquid aminos mm-hmm. instead of soy sauce. It sounds so good. Maybe you could add some some red cabbage or even even broccolini stems. Oh, it sounds really good, Kathy. Yeah, you can. It's you know you can change it however you want, but yeah, it's really good. It's very good. So, and did hope you? Everybody enjoys it. Yes. And did you put the raisins in it when you made it? Yes. Kathy? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I love raisins. Do the do the raisins kind of soak up that that dressing a little bit and? They do. They plump up a little bit. Yes. Mm, that sounds good. Sounds really, really delicious. Mm-hmm. Very fresh. It's very good. Very yeah. fresh. Wow. All right. Well, three recipes from our good neighbor here today. We are very lucky. And you can find those. They'll be posted shortly over at whby.com in the Focus Fox Valley section. So keep an eye out for those if you are looking to add these recipes to your rotation this week. Uh, you mentioned you're making a crock pot chili today, huh, Kathy? Well, I started on the stove in a large pot, and now when I get off the air, I'm going to transfer it to uh, the slow cooker because I'm going to be gone this afternoon for a few hours. So I'm just going to put it in the slow cooker and and just keep it on low, and that will be ready for supper tonight. I'm very proud of myself. I I pulled some chicken out of the freezer and popped it in the fridge this morning to defrost. So that's usually my my, my fail. I usually forget to take the chicken out, and then we're... (laughs) We're stuck. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Do you make uh, chicken tenders? We do. We you, okay. a lot. I found something. Um, they used um, multi-grain Cheerios. Mm. 
they crushed those to use as the crumbs, and they dipped it, you know, in the flour and the egg and then the uh, multigrain Cheerios and made them that way. It was a little different. That sounds really delicious. And it it reminds me of something that a local restaurant does, actually. Fratello's does a chicken Mm -hmm. tender, and they bread their chicken tenders in Captain Crunch cereal. Oh, sure. And it sounds strange, but they are hands down my favorite, my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And I can see where the kids would love something like that. Yes, we actually went to uh, Fratello's in Oshkosh and sat in one of those igloos a few weeks back. Oh, did you? Oh. It, I highly recommend it. It's a fun date night. They are cozy warm inside. You can bring your coat, bring some blankets, but they, they treat you wonderfully. And we had pre-ordered some some drinks and some appetizers, and we got this this massive appetizer platter. My goodness, it was enough food for, for 10 people. And it came with six large soft pretzels with dipping sauces. Oh, my goodness. It came with a whole bowl of cheese curds, of the fried cheese curds that you could also use the sauces for. And those chicken tenders that I talked about. And uh-huh. it was it was so delicious, so filling. Again, enough food for for a crowd. We ended up taking some back and re heated them in the air fryer, some of those chicken tenders, mm-hmm. the next day. They were just as good. It's oh, one of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite things to get when we're, when we're there. But I do recommend the igloos. They are so fun. One of those uh, large um, pretzels is enough, is, is enough for a meal. They're so good. <laughs> they are so good. And the different sauces, there was a, right. like a spicy cheese, a beer cheese, uh, yeah, it was all delicious. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. What a fun experience here oh, in, yeah. in the, in the bleak midwinter. <laughs> I think Fratellos here in Appleton have some outdoor yes. igloos. Mm-hmm. Yes, they I'll were. Have to, I'll have to go. You should go. That would be a fun birthday thing for you, Kathy. I know. We were supposed to go out last night, um, but one of the couples was not feeling well, so we decided we'll go later on in the month. But maybe that'll be a place we'll go to I, celebrate the birthdays. I highly recommend it. So much fun. Yeah. So much yeah, fun. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds good. Kathy, did you make any resolutions this year? I was going to ask as we as no. we start the year. No. <laughs> I never make resolutions. No. No. And, you know, in retirement, I am so busy. I'm always doing something, going someplace, doing this, doing that. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think my resolution would be, slow down and take some time for myself. Mm. I have some uh, quilting projects I need to work on. And I I think, you know, now that the holidays are over and I have all of my Christmas things put away until next year, I may pull out some of my quilting projects and start working on that. Not a bad idea. I think all of us wouldn't mind a slower pace. Yes. Yeah. We need to get less busy. Less busy and, and more quality time, not the mm-hmm. quantity, but the quality, right? Quality, right. Mm. So do you make res- resolutions? I I do not because I, 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 I would break them, I'm certain. But <laughs> <laughs> I do like to set some things maybe into intention. And I, I, I like to keep some list of, of things that I'd, I'd love to maybe accomplish or, or give a shot. But 
it wouldn't also be the end of the world if they didn't happen this year. So a lot, a lot of them very simple, uh, more time with family, less time on my mm-hmm. phone, maybe reading more books, but not putting a specific number on anything, just, just putting some things into the universe and hoping maybe mm-hmm. more energy to do those things. Yeah. I noticed I've, I spend a lot less time on my uh, laptop. I don't use it as much as I did when I was working. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. One of my goals each week is when I get the notification of how much screen time I've used throughout the week. Sometimes the number is embarrassing to, 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 to see. <laughs> but my goal is to, to lower that number uh, each week, each week. And so far, so good. But we're only one week into the year, so I shouldn't get too ahead of myself. <laughs> but you have to realize, too, with, with uh, your job, you need to be on the computer. There are things mm. that you have, you know, have to do on the computer. So. Yeah. There's ebbs and flows, right? Don't be Gives too and hard take. on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself. I miss that advice from you, Kathy, here in, in the office. <laughs> I really do. I know. <laughs> wow. Well, I miss seeing everybody. I can't believe how fast the hour has flown here. Uh, we are, yes. are sadly out of time with our dear good neighbor, Kathy Keene. But Kathy will come back again, uh, maybe a little bit warmer outside when you do. It's going to be a March conversation, and I'm so looking forward to it, Kathy. Me too. Me too. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Kathy. Have a wonderful day and happy birthday. Thanks, Haley. You too. Our good neighbor, Kathy Keene, checking in with us on this Wednesday. And if you're missing those recipes, they're over at our website, whby.com. Come on back. Hour number two, we're talking with the Oshkosh Area United Way about some targeted monthly giving you can be part of. Those details straight ahead. Here's your CBS and local news. Welcome into our number two of Focus Fox Valley. I'm Haley Tenpass. So glad that you have joined us. And as we continue our conversations that highlight the people and organizations that help our community thrive, we're checking in with the Oshkosh Area United Way. Here's my conversation with Marianne Dilling. Thanks for joining us for our number two of Focus Fox Valley. We are turning to ways that our community can step up, give back, and a unique opportunity to help specific needs per month. We're talking about the Oshkosh area, United Way's monthly need collection drive. It's a great time for you to get out your calendars and mark down how you can help out our community. Joining us to talk more about this this drive and this initiative with the Oshkosh Area United Way is Mary Ann Dilling, the CEO and president of the Oshkosh Area United Way. Mary Ann, good afternoon. Thanks for being part of the show here today. Thank you so much for thinking of us and having us on the show. Absolutely. So this this information came into my inbox earlier this week, and I thought to myself, wow, what a really cool way to highlight different needs, different organizations, different nonprofits. So my question for you, Mary Ann, is where did the idea come from for the monthly need collection drive, or am I uh, 
not realizing that this has been around for a while and uh and i'm the i'm the last one to know <laughs> not at all so basically what happened was um when we first came on this career um we met with the companies and we decided to kind of just listen um and the first thing the companies you know said to us was i said you know what can we do to serve you what can we do to assist you and they said, you know, one of the challenges that we have is we get approached by so many nonprofits and so many needs in the community that we just don't know where to begin and how to address them all. And after hearing it quite a few times, I met with the nonprofits and said to them, hey, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, your needs and when their, their needs are? And they said, well, a lot of times people donate, but they don't know what to donate. And they kind of guess what we need. And we appreciate that and we're thankful for that. But, um, you know, we definitely have needs on certain months. So what we did was we sent out an email. We collected all of the agencies and um, email addresses and sent out an email and basically said, hey, what do you need? When do you need it? And how can we assist? And the feedback was phenomenal. They started saying, you know, this month we need baby items. This month, we need winter gear. Um, and in this, this month, we definitely need school supplies or whatever the, the item is. And we thought, okay, let's put this together in a calendar, send it out to all of the fabulous companies in our community, and see what they want to do. Wow. So this is really a targeted initiative to meet specific needs for organizations. And I love that you kind of said, hey, we're going to listen here and and hear from these nonprofits first and foremost, because what I've heard from some nonprofits is while people give with with genuine hearts and and, you know, comes from a really, really caring place. But sometimes these nonprofits are saying, well, what am I what are we going to do with X, Y, Z? We don't necessarily need these things at this particular moment. You know, you're exactly right, and, and you've been listening well. Um, and so it's interesting is when I, when I talk with them, you know, I, we said to them, you know, let's really, you know, key this in, make it as turnkey as possible. Let's not do too many items. Let's group them together, and then let's have you come in a week later so we collect the whole month. And it depends on the company of which month they want to choose. Um, they may just say, you know, hey, dental health month, it's February. We're going to just do toothbrushes, okay? Even though we have on the list we need floss or floss picks, the toothbrushes and toothpaste, let's say, they're going to do one of them. And so everyone in their company is able to say, I can bring in a toothbrush. And we will then collect all these toothbrushes. And then what we do is we call the agencies that really needed them and say, come on over and go shopping. And they just, we set it all out. They are so excited. And the other thing that's a little bit surprising to me um, was how how kind they were to everyone. They'll say, you know, do you have a lot of people coming? Because I really need a lot, but I don't want to take too many so that, you know, someone else doesn't get any. And we have been blessed, really blessed about the outpour from our community giving. So, Marianne, take us through uh, month by month what these focuses are and maybe a little insight to why you chose these specific needs for the month. You know, that, I would be so lucky to have that opportunity again. Um, so what's interesting is we, we sit down and it's pretty strategic. First steps is we talk to all the different agencies and have them tell us, what do you want? What do you need? What month do you need it? 
and then we start grouping them. So once we get a group of items together, then we, we add a title to it. So maybe it's paper supplies, or maybe it's winter gear, um, or it's cleaning supplies. And what we do is we actually start grouping them together, and then we'll also put a stat with it so that people can start. Because one of the things that I came here three years ago, and I knew nothing about United Way. And um, so when I started to really dig into it, what I thought was interesting was I'm kind of stats-driven. So I wanted to kind of learn why we needed these things yeah. and how much we needed them. Um, and so then after we do the groupings, we start putting them in a month. And we ask them, like I said, which month? Well, it turns out, like, for example, we also heard for the first time this year is we really need to focus on a couple of other areas that is financial. So normally we've always done needs, but then we have a couple of the 12 months that actually you can make a donation, and it will specifically go to um, a, a, a certain program that's going to benefit the community. So January, we really look at financial stability. Um, and what does that mean? That's any barrier that comes across anyone's life um, that they need help with. And there's so many programs out there that need that funding. And so financial stability is going to be anything that's going to get, let's say, um, transportation to get someone to a job. We're going to fund that program. Or it's going to be um, daycare or something that's going to get someone able to work and continue to hold their job down. Um, February, Dental Health Month. Well, it just turns out to be nationally it is too. So um, – Interesting, you know, we fund a program that actually hey, brings a bus right to the school and they are able to examine the kids that are actually qualified on free and reduced lunch and they're able to do an exam and potentially even put sealants or make sure that they, um, if they have a cavity, that it gets filled and so forth. Um, but with that, they're going to need that floss to continue that healthy gum right. and healthy mouth. So and it goes from March is health and outdoors. You know, we start really digging into that. Well, we're seeing that kids will come in and they may need cough drops or cold and flu medicine, or they need, um, you know, aloe vera because they are they've been out in the sun and got have gotten burned. Um, there's just so many different opportunities there, but that health and outdoors. Um, and then we can go on to April and April's paper supplies. So that's always, you know, you go to the store and you grab a couple paper towels or you, you grab some um, toilet paper. And if you don't have that, that's, a, that's always eating into that budget. And the people that really are in need of this, you know, they have to decide sometimes between, you know, are they going to, you know, have a, be able to get the groceries or get some paper supplies. Um, so it's a different way of thinking all the way through. Uh, mental health is May, and before um, COVID, we had 70% of the community was already suffering from mental health. And if we had that before COVID, I don't know anyone that wasn't affected by COVID. And so we are definitely looking at programs that are going to help to make sure those initiatives are being taken care of. June is Personal Hygiene Month. You know, that's the hand and body soap. Um, that's going to be, you know, things like hand sanitizer. Um, there's going to be feminine products, um, just anything that um, is going to be in personal hygiene. And um, 
it's interesting to hear the feedback that we get from the agencies when they come back the next month. If it's their month, they'll say, you know, I can't tell you the feedback we get received on the fact that, you know, people don't have to make a decision on if they're going to get shampoo or if they're going to get um, hand-washing soap. And when you think so, of those, yeah, yeah Marian, when you think of those, those situations, those choices that people have to make, uh, to be able to highlight organizations that help people to not need to make that tough decision and to just have shampoo. I mean, something as simple as that, uh, I think we take it for granted. You're listening to my conversation with Oshkosh Area United Way President and CEO Mary Ann Dilling. We'll take a pause and pick things up in just a moment. You're listening to WHBY. It's Focus Fox Valley. We're continuing that conversation with the Oshkosh Area United Way and President and CEO, Marianne Dilling. I'm a perfect example of that. It was a little bit rose-colored and, and came in, and I used myself only because, you know, no one ever asked me in my entire career to give to United Way. And I was like, okay, let's dig into this. Let's find out what this is all about. Um, my career was actually over in town here at EAA, and I was very lucky to have that. But when I started to dig into the Oshkosh community and see some of the stats that we have here, you know, kids are coming into school, and school supplies is the least sometimes of their worry. But now, you know, we've got programs that are funding to make sure that they eat, um, that they're ready to learn. Um, they have transportation to school. These are all things that I definitely took for granted. Um, growing up. And when you start looking at a family that has a couple kids that have to, you know, buy all their school supplies, our July will cover. And we work for the school district to make sure they get their biggest needs so that we can make sure that they have those school supplies. And in the program I went to watch um, after we got these supplies, it was so great because we also had, you know, little girl, we had this little girl came up to me and she could go through this line and I was going through with her and she got so excited because we had princess underwear there. And she Mm. goes, I've never had, you know, brand new underwear and they're princess. And it was like such a touching moment. Um, Just a aha moment. Wow. So, and I had a mother who will explain that she had to leave a diaper on longer because she knew she was not mm-hmm. going to have enough diapers. You know, these are just things that I know when asked, and I've seen it firsthand, when asked, people want to make a difference. They, they want to make an impact. They want to help. Um, and that's why we, we put this together. So anyone in the community can do it or any company can do it. I love that. It's individual, but it also can be a team effort. I know a lot of companies uh, are, are looking for initiatives just like this to be able to to give back. And again, this, this opportunity to pinpoint in particular monthly needs that organizations have noticed that they need the most of in certain times of the year uh, can really really give people uh, an upper hand. So uh, to go quickly through the rest of the list, uh, but you mentioned it, July is school supplies. August is baby items, and you just shared two stories uh, on, 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 you know, school supplies and personal hygiene, but also on, on those baby items like diapers, uh, formula, I would assume also would fit into that baby supplies, baby items uh, month. Most definitely. We're just, 
And we try to target things that are going to be simple for the, the, so the agencies will all get them out for us. And that's what we're excited about. And they, they are so grateful. The agencies are, but then when they come back with these success stories, um, you know, we just, you know, we, we re- really wish everyone could see the faces of people when they receive this, this wonderful hand. Mm. So September's winter gear and clothing, which is, you know, gloves and mittens and, you know, especially a day like gear today and yeah, yeah. the last couple of days, um, you know, making sure that they have the clothing they need to get to school. Um, cleaning supplies is something that we, we've heard, you know, that, you know, if it comes down to food or cleaning supplies, obviously they have to pick food. And these are hard choices that people have to make. Um, but if we can help them, you know, make it a little easier, that's what we're here for. And then um, November was really interesting because people really have, the, the agencies have very specific items. You know, they need canned meat and fish or they need peanut butter. Um, you know, pork and beans is, you know, they're really things that um, people really um, find can be a meal. And that's what they're always looking for. And then December with 68% of our kids, and that's because of, you know, parents are working so many hours trying to figure out how to get, make all of this work. Um, and kids are coming to school, you know, ready to learn. And what I mean by that is, you know, teachers are now trying to teach them such basic things, you know. And when they get there for kindergarten, they're behind. And so by third grade, there is, we do a test in kindergarten and in third grade, and we actually fund a program that will deliver a book right to the child's house from zero to five years old, and they are really good books. And um, the kids get to read them and enjoy them and learn. But with 68% of our kids in third grade not reading at proficient level, um, this is an opportunity to get them ready for kindergarten because that's where the problem is. Hmm. Well, Marianne, my goodness, we've gone through this whole list. I hope that our listeners maybe are inspired to to take a look at this themselves, to bring it to their employer, and to have a conversation about how they can give back and then, again, specifically give back each month uh, in really an easy way. Um, we, we're running out of time, but where can people go, Marianne, to to access this list and to learn more about how they can participate. Yeah, just check out our website. Um, we have it right up, ready to go. And that's oshkoshunitedway.org. Otherwise, if any reason they want to contact us, we're located at 21 West New York Avenue, right in Oshkosh. And then our telephone number is 920-235-8560. Marianne Dilling, the CEO, president of the Oshkosh Area United Way, which, fun fact, celebrating 60 years this year in 2022. So we'll have to come back and have more conversations with you, Marianne. Thank you so much for being part of the show today and for helping to increase our awareness to the needs in the Oshkosh area. Thank you so much. And thank you, Haley, because we can, you know, put on something like this, but if no one knows about it, you know, really how good is it? So we having your help. You know, spreading the news is huge. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Great conversation with the Oshkosh Area United Way. If you want details on those monthly opportunities to give back, we'll have them posted at our website, whby.com. Your first alert forecast on the way. Then we're checking in with Volunteer Fox Cities. This is Focus Fox Valley on WHBY.
A focus on volunteering heading your way right now as we check in with Volunteer Fox Cities. On our Settlers Bank phone lines, Brad Creighton, Community Engagement and Events Coordinator with Volunteer Fox Cities. Hi, Brad. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Haley. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, How has your first, well, I guess your first 12 days of 2022 gone? Other than cold, I think it's been uh, pretty good. Lots of lots of exciting things going on this year. So uh, we're, we're really excited about 2022. Love to hear that. And, you know, maybe some of our listeners have put volunteering on their radar for a New Year's resolution, a goal, or maybe you're continuing something you started last year or a few years back. This segment will help you out, help you find and connect to area nonprofits and organizations looking for some extra help. And Brad, I love what you've brought for us here today because you've put an emphasis on mentoring. It happens to be mentoring month in the month of January. And this is a great opportunity to talk about some organizations in our community that provide just that. Absolutely. So yeah, January is National Mentoring Month. And I think if you really take a a moment to to look back and and think about everything that's gone on in your life, I think most people can identify some of those key individuals that have really made a difference for them um, in whatever sense uh, or or need they had at the time, right? So uh, that's why we're really excited to, to highlight mentoring. And again, a lot of our uh, organizations that that we work with have some really good men- mentoring programs that are that are out there changing lives and, and not necessarily just the lives of children. I think we think of children only, but uh, that's a big part of it. But we have some other adult uh, mentoring opportunities as well. So for that and for much more, we are going to pull in another guest here today. Joining us on our Settlers Bank phone lines is Nikki Gingrass, a po- program coordinator for the Outagamie County Mentoring Program. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the show. Well, hi. Thank you so much for having me on. Happy National Mentoring Month. Thank you. (laughs) Nikki, could you start by filling us in on the work of the Outagamie County Mentoring Program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we're a program that has run under Outagamie County Health and Human Services. And what we do is we take kids referred by their social worker in Outagamie County ages 6 or 17. And we match them with a caring adult volunteer who wants to spend one-on-one time with this child Um, being a positive role model, exposing them to pro-social activities, hobbies, to be that listening ear that they're kind of missing in their life, Um, and really just go and do fun things together, um, develop that relationship, and let the child know that they have that one, you know, at least one positive adult in their life. Wow. So this is very similar to, I think, sometimes maybe you you think of like big brother, big sister Mm -hmm. programs in the area, uh, but you work specifically through social workers. Yes, it is. I mean, that's the model everybody knows. Big brothers and big sisters, another great agency in the area. But that is what makes us different is that we only take referrals from social workers in um, child protection or juvenile justice units at um, Outagamie County. Um, so other than that, it's community-based. It's the same thing. It's just our where we get our mentees from is a little bit different. We're also a much smaller um, agency. We currently have about 50 matches. Um, we'd like to get that to be a lot more, but we have about 50 right now. And um, But it's the same program that people know of as, you know, community-based mentoring. Nikki, you, you mentioned you'd like to maybe get more matches. So what yeah. is the need right now and, and the reality for these young people looking for some, some mentorship? 
Right. Um, the need right now, we, so I want to just emphasize we always need mentors, male and female. Right now we have about 45 kids on the wait list, which is kind of a lot for us. Um, in the last few months, I don't know if it's the pandemic or what, we've had a real downturn in number of applicants. And just to give you an idea, in 2021, we had 25% of new mentors were male. And with about 70% of boys on our wait list, um, <laughs> making up our wait list, that doesn't really, mm. it's kind of the opposite of what we need. We love, um, you know, all of our mentors are female mentors. What that means is the girls that are on our wait list get matched a lot quicker than the boys. So the girls, six months, it could be a month, it could be two months. The boys honestly wait about a year to a year and a half to get matched because of the lack of male mentors that we have. Um, so our need right now is for all mentors, but I would like to specifically say we need we need men. We need more than a few good men. So um, like I said, of the 45 kids right now, about 70% are boys. All right. Shout out to the gentlemen, all right? Yeah. We need, we need some, some, some help here. And what does the value of this mentorship kind of provide? I, I'm sure that there is, is research, there's data. What do you learn from these relationships that are created? Right. Well, um, we were kind of talking about things that are facing our youth today, okay, and then throw the pandemic on top of it, mm-hmm. quarantining, at-home schooling, um, social media bullying and things like that. And just for our kids to have this one caring adult in their life, I mean, statistics, it shows that so much is facing these kids, but to help them build resiliency and be resilient, if they just have that one caring adult, which is the role that the mentors provide, um, they can make it through that and actually thrive. Um, So, you know, I know it's kind of when you hear about what's going on today, it can be overwhelming, like what can one person do? That one person can do a lot, and we've seen it. We've seen um, kids go with their mentors and, like, uh, tour the tech, end up going to school and getting different, you know, things that might not happen without their mentor. They also just on a day-to-day basis have that person they can talk to. Um, The mentor does not have to solve their problems but just to listen and for the child to know there's somebody who wants to listen to them. It's a volunteer program, so these people are just community members who are really caring and like kids and want to make a difference. Um, They go and expose them to new activities that the kids have never done before, fishing, um, bowling, just throwing a baseball around, making dinner together, having those conversations and developing the relationship through activities. Um, And we've just seen the kids, you know, thrive in these relationships. Mm. Sounds like it doesn't need to be complicated, and it's no. simple, just connections, which we, yeah. we we all value so much. And imagine the impact on a kiddo yeah. who's going through some tough stuff. Exactly, right. And I think mentors do maybe build that up in their mind, like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Or, like, what, what qualifications? If you're, like, a caring person and, you know, you like hanging out with kids, honestly, that's that's great. That will go very far, and you don't need to plan uh, expensive, you know, these elaborate outings. Just hang out at your house with your dogs, make dinner together, go to the Y, go for a walk. So it's really through activities like that that this develop, relationship develops. We're talking about mentoring and getting you details on N- National Mentoring Month along with Volunteer Fox Cities and the Outagamie County Mentoring Program. We're going to take a pause, but when we come back, what's the time commitment for something like this and how can you consider or be part of this mentoring program? We'll get you those details right after this break right here on WHBY.
are back with our focus on volunteering. Volunteer Fox Cities joins us. Brad Creighton is here, and he's brought a friend with him. Nikki Gingrass is a program coordinator with the Outagamie County Mentoring Program. And I think the one question we always get when it comes to volunteering, and Brad, maybe you can agree with this, but it's, it's what's the time commitment? How much do you need from me? So fill us in. What does it take, Nikki, to be one of those mentors for young people and to create that relationship? What's the time commitment? Right. Um, We've broken it down to four to eight hours a month. So every week, every other week, we know some people can't work it in every week, so every other week is fine. Um, Four to eight, it can certainly be more than that. Some months, it might be less than that. We're a very flexible program, um, and we do ask for at least six months um, commitment, and at that time, we kind of reevaluate and see if we want to move forward, which I'm happy to report most people do. Um, And our average match is about two and a half years. We've had some that are 10, 11 years. Um, we certainly don't require that, but the time commitment up front is um, some training. Of course, we want to get you trained so you, um, you feel prepared for the match. And then once that's going, you set your own schedule with the mentee's family. So it can be weekdays after school. It can be weekends, whatever works for you. Perfect. And do do you see, you know, these, these families or maybe these longer-term relationships, do you see um, what's the, kind of the feedback on those and, and the impact mm-hmm. that these individuals are making? Do you hear stories of people connecting as adults later on and, and remembering those, those relationships that were created? We do. We have a couple now that um, they, they've matched it. and but, um, One was through Facebook, and he just wanted to let his mentor know he was doing great, like married, have, has a kid, is successful, and he wanted to thank him after all these years. Um, and he was he was kind of floored by it, uh, what an impact he made, because at the time he wasn't quite sure, you know, working with a teen, but he really thanked him. Another one, we just had a young man contact his mentor after several years um, saying he was now a manager at a local restaurant and he wanted to go out to lunch with him and, um, like, pay for lunch and just thank him and catch up on things as well. So they're really planting a lot of seeds along the way that you might not even know are going to grow and they do, and they hear years later that they really did make an impact. Wow. that I love that mm-hmm. story. And I love hearing yeah. things like that, you know, years down the road. I want to bring, yeah. bring Brad in here. We've let Brad kind of hang out with us for the last couple of minutes. Brad, thanks for <laughs> hanging out. Absolutely. <laughs> but when you hear about programs like this, uh, the coordination that it takes to kind of gather these volunteers, what do you see in programs like this and in, in mentoring in general? And what feedback do you hear from people that find these organizations through Volunteer Fox Cities? Yeah, we just hear tons and tons of stories like, like Nikki just shared that they're just they're so heartwarming and, and so touching. And, you know, I think the, the biggest thing to really highlight, especially when it comes to mentoring, you know, that it, the word can sound intimidating, the you know, but like Nikki said, it's not it's not hard and it's not this massive massive time commitment, right? It's it's something that you know if you're thinking about considering, but maybe there's something nagging in your head. Oh, I'm I'm too old, or I don't have the right skill set, or you know, at least in, engage in the conversation. You know, reach out to Nikki or any of these other mentoring programs and and just have that conversation because I think you'll see that. If there's something speaking in your mind about maybe I should do this, you're probably going to be a good mentor. And then all those positive benefits, you know, just for for the mentee, for yourself, um, are just, they're unbelievable. It's it's stepping maybe outside of a comfort zone for some people, I would imagine. But what a good place to be, what a good zone to be in, to be making a new friend and making a difference for a young person. So 
So Nikki, if maybe any of our listeners have piqued their interest, if they're not yeah. maybe connecting Volunteer Fox Cities to get keyed in, how can they contact yeah. you directly to be part of the program? Yeah, absolutely. Well, email always works, which is hhsmentors at outagami.org. We have a Facebook page. Um, we have a website um, in, uh, in the Outagami County website. Um, my direct phone number is 832-2460. And like, I, like you were saying, if you even have a question or want to just run anything that you want to talk about, call us, and we'd love to talk to you about the program and answer any questions you might have. Perfect. Well, Nikki, so thankful you were able to give us some details yeah. on Outagamie County's mentoring program. I hope we can get some kids off that wait list. Yeah, and <laughs> and ha- happy New Year to you, and thanks for the work you do. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And and Brad, before we go, I know that the Outagamie County Mentoring Program is a fantastic organization, but there are a few others, too, in in the area. Any others that you want to highlight as part of National Mentoring Month? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we mentioned uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters uh, earlier. They are definitely always looking for mentors. Uh, Boys and Girls Club as well. And they've got locations, you know, kind of all throughout the Fox Cities. And, and maybe you're a person who doesn't necessarily want to work with kids, or maybe you are someone who has um, uh, some great experience in the, the business community, in the business world. There's a, a program out there called SCORE where they provide business mentors for up-and-coming businesses. So that's a little bit of a different uh, twist, but it's definitely mentoring uh, all the same. And, again, all these are listed on our, our website where you can pop in and take a look and, and get more information. Uh, but I just do want to stress what, what Nikki was saying earlier. Uh, her program is not the only one that's got this wait list. You know, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of folks out there, a lot of kids out there especially, that are looking for that real special person to connect with. So definitely think about it, consider it, and at least have that conversation to see if it's right for you. Mm, yeah, I think we can all think of someone in our life who made a difference, and it was just simply by being themselves, and that, that you know, left a, a, a touch on all of us. So, yeah. <laughs> something to think about. Brad, I'm so glad that you brought this month, this awareness to our attention. So thank you very much. And thank you again for all you do over at the Volunteer uh, Fox Cities. And great to talk with you this this uh, first Wednesday of the month here. Absolutely. Great to talk to you guys as well. And, and uh, stay warm out there, everybody. We will. All right. Brad Creighton, again, Community Engagement and Events Coordinator with Volunteer Fox Cities. And Nikki Gingrass, Program Coordinator for the Outagamie County Mentoring Program, joining us here for our focus on volunteering. And that will about do it, everybody. That is it for this Wednesday edition of Focus Fox Valley. And let's take a peek at what's coming up on your Thursday. Some great conversations, including an hour with Dick Nipinski from EAA. We've got a lot to talk about. It's a new year. They've got some great things happening up in the air. And, of course, here on land for you to see. But we'll talk with Dick about what's new at the museum and maybe a few sneak peeks at AirVenture 2022. The Appleton Public Library will also join us on our Thursday. And we are taking a closer look at technology that's available, be it maybe downloading books or audiobooks, but also their computer help and what you're able to use to print, to fax, through the Appleton Public Library. Those details come in your way. And we'll wrap up our show on your Thursday with Mighty John, the record guy. He's got 10 records for us to look for in 2022. 
Always fun times with Mighty John, the record guy. And that's a look ahead at what's coming up on a Thursday edition of Focus Fox Valley. My thanks to my guests today, to The Good Neighbor, to Marianne Dilling with Oshkosh Area United Way, and to Brad and Nikki with our focus on mentoring. Have a lovely day, everyone. We'll see you back here tomorrow starting at 11. And the sunlight hurts my eyes.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 